Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And, and that's I'm Val. Val. <laughs> All right, folks, it's just show 100 something, and We're we still bad. don't know what's happening. <laughs> if, if you're not Listen, watching, this, I stayed up until three in the morning watching Ted Lasso. So, wow. like, I wasn't getting up any earlier than I needed to this morning to eat. So, I'm going to eat while we do the show. That, that's fine. That's all right. I'm that, almost done with season not, two. What's up, Tracy? I was just going to say, if you weren't watching at the start of the video, you're going to be, con- you know, if you're just listening to us, you're going to be a little confused <laughs> as to what happened. Sorry, I was eating my we came on the air and now got caught eating some breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, Ted Lasso is definitely one of those shows that's very binge-worthy. It's it's hard to stop watching um, one episode after another. So, um, and now's a great time because I think season two is done, so they're not. Yeah, and I think we have we have like uh, two more episodes or something. But I was like, oh my gosh, it's three in the morning. We need to like I need to go to bed, (laughs) or else we we could have finished. But I like I we have to do this today and. I have some other stuff, but um, we decided to wait till after the wedding to start watching it just because we didn't have like a ton of time to commit. So now we've got a bunch of shows right. we got to watch. Squid Game is next. Mm. Yeah. I, I, haven't seen Squid Game. I haven't seen Squid Game. I've seen Ted Lasso. From what I hear, Squid Game is going to be a very different experience. Yeah. <laughs> we thought we'd start with the good part of humanity first yeah. before right. we move to the bad part, which maybe we should have done that backwards, but... <laughs> We kind of needed it. And I've watched, I probably screened 12 movies last week. And so it's really nice when um, Dave's home and I'm home and we can sit and pick the movie that I want to, not that I'm complaining. I am not complaining. No, no, no. Um, But like when you're a couple and you still have those couple moments and you're like, hey, it's Friday night and we ordered a pizza and we watched The Harder They Fall, which I hadn't seen. So it was a movie we'd both not seen yet and then after that we watched as much ted lasso that we could get in so it was nice, yep, nice. i will be writing a review for the harder they fall um, i'm excited sending it to over to you one. jake because um i was really really impressed okay that you i mean you guys know how much like we all cumulatively love um westerns right and uh, this western was i really <laughs> needed that movie last night like it was so stylish and the acting was amazing, and it was it, the action scenes, and it was just like, really, the really cast cool. Is incredible. Yeah, the I mean, the cast is crazy. Good night. Cool. You got yeah, Regina King and Jonathan Majors, and yeah, Hydra yeah, it's, and it's on and... Netflix, so it's it's uh it's free or Amazon. It's, it's on one of those. I think it's, it's on, on one of the streaming services. It's on one of them. <laughs> except for the monthly whatever you're paying for it. But you know, how was yeah, uh, how was the Diana movie? That's, that's, that's um, so what I, I did send, I did send, um, uh, some, my review of that to Jake. Um, I didn't put any spoilers in it, but I probably will add some spoilers next week and then we can update the review. This is my thing about Diana and I'll be super quick about it so we can get into Val Kilmer because, um, 
I love him so much. Nicholas uh, Cage. Nicholas Cage. Not Nicholas. Mark. Not sorry. I got called Val Kilmer on Kilmer. the on the air right. yesterday, right. so it's in my That's mind. Right. Nicholas Cage. Um, Although we do love Val Kilmer, we do. Um, so this is what I have to say about the Princess Diana movie, really quick. If you know um, more than regular like uh, tabloid information about Princess Diana, then I think that you'll really um, not enjoy is not a good word because it's a very dark kind of Shakespeare-esque like Hamilton and ghosts and like just mm -hmm. very, it, it's shot and the, and the music is kind of like a suspense horror film because they're trying to make you feel, at least from my perspective, uncomfortable, like she felt uncomfortable. Uh -huh. And it's a, it pinpoints a very specific weekend in her life, which is a Christmas weekend that she left Charles. Um, that's when she walked out and said, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I know you're cheating on me, but she didn't say any of those things. There is a lot of, like, they leave a lot of room for you to fill in the blank. So as I'm watching it, cause that's when I got to screen here at home, mm -hmm. Sammy's on one side of me and Dave's on the other. And I'm having to fill in blanks for them as wow. I'm watching the movie, because I know a lot about princess Diana and the Royals. I've watched every documentary. I've watched every like crown episode I've read, you know, just because I really, I could tell you all the way back to the tutors. Like I yeah. know, I just, that's one thing that I really like to know about. Um, I don't have anything Royal in my house though. Like I don't have like the King and Queen mugs or like right. Megan <laughs> and Harry plates or that's not the kind of fan I am. I just like to know. And so for me, because I knew why she was acting the way she was acting and who all the people were around her, it made more sense to me. They were very confused. So mm. for me, when you make a movie like that, it's a bit pretentious. And I will say the word, it, but it did get a standing ovation at a couple of film festivals. It will get nominated for a bunch of things. Kristen Stewart did do a good job, mm -hmm. um, but I think she went to the Emma Watson School of Accents. Her mouth was, as I'm watching her mouth, um, I was. it was almost everything Emma Watson does with her mouth as she talks. Um, not that that's bad. I mean, if you're going to learn from anybody, right. that's fine. Yeah. Um, but she whispered almost the whole movie. Hmm. And Diana was soft-spoken, but I don't know that she whispered that much. Yeah. So a, lo a lot of people yeah. love it. My opinion is not a popular opinion. Um, if you like Kristen Stewart, you're probably going to really love it because it is her doing a great job. Um, if you like the royal family, it's going to be a little off the beaten path, but you're going to understand and you'll probably enjoy it. But just know it's it's dark and odd and artsy. It's an artsy fartsy film. Gotcha. Yeah. Good to know. We're we're going later as soon as we're done here to uh, the Eternals. I'm taking my two. Oh, nice! I'm excited for you. I so, want everybody to go see that movie. This is another one like Shang Chi that it wasn't getting a lot of good press before it came out, and um, a lot of the critics don't like it. And I don't understand why there are things that don't work for me. But I absolutely love how inclusive this movie is yeah. and how it doesn't feel forced down our throats that the characters and the cast of the movie, they it's such an array of who they represent. But again, you know how some movies kind of feel forced? They're like, oh, we've got to have this element or this kind of person or this yeah, right. background. It just feels so natural. And the cast is so amazing. 
um, that I, I just, I really like it. I, I gave it a, a, a B, uh, like a really good B. Um, mm-hmm. After you guys watch it, we should do an episode on it so that we can talk about why we think the critics don't like it, but then why we like it and what works and what doesn't work. Because there are a few things that don't work. It's not perfect. It's not yeah. my favorite Marvel Cinematic Movie movie, but I love where it's going and I love the balls that they had for this yeah, movie. Nice. I'm I'm excited, and I'll be honest. Just for one reason, Macari, the deaf, yeah, and and that's awesome. That part of it, along with so many other parts, is just so natural and so fluid. And it's, I don't. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel forced to me. Sometimes those things, you know, feel forced because they have to get in a quota of something. And it just, I when I saw it, because I didn't know much about it going in, I was so excited for your kids. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I would have loved to have seen, you know, someone that represented me up there. Um, and now that's why I just, I mean, it's it's me and Iron Man. That's, I feel like I am Robert Downey Jr. That's, <laughs> that's who represents me on the screen. Iron Man. We found, uh, so Megaplex. Uh, out at Valley Fair, they're doing three different showings today that are open caption. They're nice. they're actually pretty good. They've got a few showings of Dune today that are open caption. I will promote and push this as much as I can. Megaplex is the place for open caption yes. movies, which is fantastic. Uh, we had a horrible experience at uh, Cinemark oh, when we went and saw horrible. Dune. We got the little device for my son to watch it, and for yeah. those twenty minutes, it didn't work. I had to go oh, no. devices and everything else. And the manager was great. She gave us vouchers to come back, but I'm like, he missed the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's a yeah. lot of exposition. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not doing the, the machines anymore. We're going to have to find open caption screenings to take him, take him to. So, um, so I'm yeah, excited. Megaplex is the bomb. Cause yeah. I, I, I accidentally saw an open caption movie. I think I told you guys there yeah. um, before I left and it was, I actually enjoyed it um, a lot. And I use um, closed caption. Is that what it's called? Open caption, closed caption yeah. on yeah. when I watch it on TV a lot, just because I think because in radio, I might be losing my hearing a little bit. Mm. I think that might be a thing, but they don't tell you, but I have these on my head like five hours a day. <laughs> it's funny because we, we have them on all the time, obviously. And, you know, people will talk about like people who watch Dune at home and said, oh, it was really hard. The sound was hard to hear and things in the theater. It was not. No, home, I could see that because if you don't have a great sound system, I mean, it was made for the theater experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it wasn't that bad. And then I remember, well, yeah, because when we watched it again at home, it was with the captions on. And so I don't the dialogue doesn't bother me when it's quiet <laughs> because i can read it anyway but we're not we we are kicking off november this month we are talking all about nick cage and some nicholas cage movies and we are starting off with quite a movie i love <laughs> a good pun love a good pun and this movie title is one of the best in cinema face off it's just awesome i mean it's it's face slash off because yeah. John Woo did not want people off. thinking this. He didn't want people thinking this was a hockey movie. Yeah. So that's why okay. it's not face off. Yeah. Yeah. If you went in thinking it was a <laughs> hockey movie, you would have been very disappointed because I, there's no hockey in it whatsoever. Now, if you did go in thinking this was a movie about two arch enemies who swap faces uh, surgically, then you would be pleased because that's exactly <laughs> what this is. See, I thought that, that genre. Was when I went to go see Miracle, I thought that that's, they were. You thought that was going to be another face swapping movie. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Yeah. I was so disappointed. No. no. 
So this movie came out uh, or was being, sorry, was being made the year that I was at film school at USC. Uh And um, I think it had just finished being filmed like right when I got there. And we got to go to uh, a screening of it before the full edit was done. And then we got to do um, an open panel discussion with the writers. um, very, Very young guys at the time. Um, probably still young now, because if they were young at the time, they're, you know, whatever. Um, and then we got to meet uh, a group of 10 of us got to have a small class with John Woo. So this movie oh, to wow. me is very close to my heart. Um, and John Woo is one of my favorite action uh, movie directors. And we've talked about him on the show before because mm-hmm. he hasn't really made a lot of American movies since this movie. And he has a new one coming out. I posted it. I'm so excited. Um, he has a very specific style to his mm-hmm. action movies and it's so much fun. Um, and he is such a good guy. Um, but little fun fact, um, the screenplay and I, hopefully as I'm cleaning my, my, um, area downstairs, my office, I could find the script. The original screenplay to this movie was so futuristic, like not even close to what we see in the movie. There's a little, I mean, the face-off technology is futuristic, but most everything else in the movie is just regular nineties, early two thousands kind of stuff. Um, so it's amazing that they did all this stuff and they took it from one script that was very cold, futuristic, a lot of stuff going on to this very, I think, more with heart. I think there's a lot of heart in this yeah. film. Um, well, originally along- it was going to be mostly set in the prison. Yeah. yeah. And a very futuristic prison. Like, you know, yeah. it just very... Guys walking on the ceiling and... <laughs> yeah. I wonder yeah. if they would have used that song, Dancing on the Ceiling. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine in a movie like that that you wouldn't use that song. <laughs> it just well, fits they, perfectly. They used Somewhere Over the Rainbow, sung by Olivia Newton-John in this yeah. movie. So, you know. I mean, it's, you know, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta are besties. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pulled, some, pulled some strings there to make that happen. <laughs> okay, the concept for this movie, and... And that's interesting to know that it was originally going to be set in a much more futuristic setting because then the technology and the face swapping makes sense. But I kind of like that they didn't do that because that that makes it stand out more, right? Because mm-hmm. if it was in the future, be like, okay, well, that's probably a, a normal thing that they do this face swapping all the time. But now set in 1997 or the late 90s, yeah. it's, no, you know. But I do have some issues with the whole face swapping thing because you got to do more than just swap their faces. Their body types are different. They don't <laughs> look exactly. I mean, it's just you, you swap the faces. That's it. And then you're, you're they, they, they swap the voices, too. And they, yeah, they did true. the hair, the body hair and the head hair. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean they, John Travolta's body is not like hair? Nicolas Cage? Why are you ruining this for me? <laughs> I'm not. This, and big, I, and I'm sorry. this big stocky, and I'm not saying he's fat, but but you are oh, right. Like, like John Travolta is more of this kind of big bronxy broad yeah. guy, and Nicolas Cage, even when he gets muscly, is still a thinner set yeah. body. But that's like if that's your only issue with the movie. <laughs> um, I'm fine with it. I know other yeah. people have a lot of issues with this movie. This movie is just pure fun. It, 
it is, is. Totally a blast. It's such a guilty it pleasure. And this was it's the height action. Yeah. This was the height of Nicolas Cage's career. And it yep. was almost yep. on the opposite side um, of, I would say, John Travolta, because uh -huh. in, in the uh, mid nineties, early to mid nineties, John Travolta was coming back. Like in the, mm -hmm. in the seventies, eighties, he had, he had some big stuff and then he kind of disappeared for a yep. little bit, not doing a bunch. And then in the yeah early to mid nineties, he came back with Pulp Fiction, Michael, mm -hmm. like all phenomenon. of these phenomenon. Oh yeah. I love that movie. Um, and, and he was, he was hitting a lot of movies again. And then, so he was kind of going like this and Nicholas Cage was kind of, you know, so they both hit like the same place at the same time. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I tried to think last night, um, like Craig Price, and I tried to think to myself, who first of all, don't ever try to think like no, I mean, that's dangerous. I, if if you about. just a little smidge, just a little, okay, smidge, a little smidge, a little smidge <laughs> of if I were to recast yeah. these two two actors, and we always say this about movies, like you can't ever imagine someone else because that's who it was, right. but these two characters, and they are character actors most of the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know that there would have been anybody more perfect at that time right. in acting. Um, I did think, okay, you could get somebody, uh, you could do um, Christopher Walken and someone <laughs> else because you do need to have very specific characteristics that another actor can do. And most actors melt into the background and they don't, they lose all of the characteristics about themselves. Whereas Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, even though they are good actors, you usually see a little bit, or sometimes with Nicolas Cage, a lot of their <laughs> regular personality in yes. the film. They have, you know, and, and, and Christopher Walken's the same. He can play a lot of different characters, but you still always hear kind of that Christopher Walken, you know, kind see, of thing. I'll, I'll be honest. I, my I, face. <laughs> my face is off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking right now what I really want to see is the face-off remake starring Christopher Walken and Jeff Goldblum. That's now Or Jeff Bridges. Oh, that would be great, one too. Of the Jeffs, oh, one of the Jeffs. Yeah. All right, so okay. Here, okay, that's okay. List. I feel good about these picks. Okay, okay. Okay, There's so Craig this, Price. Is, there this you is go. a great this is a great segue, Val. This is something I wanted to talk about because originally this movie was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. And then it got changed and Michael Douglas became attached to it. And he wanted to go with Harrison Ford, but that ended up not working out. And so Michael Douglas became just a producer, but then they discussed Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Now this one, this one wouldn't have worked. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. They're this, they're uh, almost the same. Yeah. I, I have a hard time <laughs> keeping those two apart anyway. So it'd be, yeah. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal and Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes. I don't think Steven Seagal has the range to do a Jean-Claude Van Damme accent. <laughs> and I don't think Jean-Claude Van Damme has the range to do a Steven Seagal accent. I just don't see either of them being able to pull that off. I, what I think really works in this movie is, like when we talk about a couple of those picks, when you talk about uh, Al Pacino and Robert, like being so similar it would be hard to to they'd be playing each other and that's really not a stretch for either one of them and i yeah. think that's why this works so well is because you did get to see john Tra travolta playing 
a Nicolas Cage character, Nicolas Cage playing a John Travolta character and the way that they did it. And they are so different in their styles and their acting and the way they approach characters that it was really kind of fun to see. I don't care. I don't care what uh, the, the Nicolas Cage character kept saying that they weren't having any fun. I think they had a lot of fun making this movie. Both actors doing this. What are you Nicolas Cage when he has fun the whole time. Like sometimes yeah. I think John Travolta, oh, yeah. when he's supposed to be his regular character, is kind of this, you know, whatever. As soon as he gets to be Nicolas Cage, yeah, he's, he's having, having a good time. But Nicolas Cage being both characters, I think he got the better part of the stick because yeah, and I'd also I, think I um ask. John Travolta did a really good Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they, they actually hung out for like two weeks beforehand and talked about what kind of things can we do that we can both to make this more? And, uh, I I was going to ask who had fun playing Nicolas Cage. Was it Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage? Was it John Travolta <laughs> playing Nicolas Cage? Was it John Travolta I, I, Nicolas Cage? I, I think it's too hard to say. I think you can just tell that they're just having fun throughout the film, especially like you said, Val, especially when he becomes the Nicolas Cage character. Um, I mean, that scene in the church when he's kind of turning it on. I mean, it's just so good. It, it really is for an action movie. And and where these guys are in their career at this time, it's just impressive um, that they put this together because really it could have been very easy for either of them to kind of phone this in. And it still would have been fine. Oh, yeah. It still would have had the special effects. It still would have had the action and whatever. But the fact that they didn't and they went all out, it was really great. Yeah. One of my favorite well, scenes I, I, is when is when they have uh when Nicolas Cage is in the priest outfit and you've got the whole <laughs> choir there, but he's like setting up, you know, and he's just doing this dancing in the priest outfit and he's smoking. Yeah. And at the time. Like I'd just gotten out of Catholic school as well. So I was like, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but it just his, like, I don't know what they told him because before this movie, like he was doing, he did leaving Las Vegas and he did the yeah. other Vegas movie. Snake eyes. Um, um, no, it had Vegas in the title. Uh, yeah. Snake eyes. I don't want to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just pictured Halle Berry's boobs, but other than that, that movie was stupid. Um, well then for that piece, I say you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, no, but I mean, he, he had played some dark, really dark characters and he right. played some really just light feathery, you know, uh, characters. And then for this, I feel like this villain was so fun and so dark mm -hmm. um but it wasn't so dark that you didn't want him to not win you didn't want him to lose but you didn't right. want him to win but you didn't want him to lose you know <laughs> and it's hard to create a character like that because he's a bad guy like he's yeah. not a good guy at all but yeah he's also likable and charismatic and um it, it's hard to do that and put you in a spot where you're like i don't want him to lose so yeah i, I agree it's a fun movie. Um, and, it, and it is pure 90s, like just action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I did, I did notice there's a scene in the in the airplane hangar where a guy, one of the FBI agents is running and you can see the wires attached to him. And it's only on there for a second. And then the next shot, 
he gets there's like the, the exploding bullet and that's one of the cool things about john woo in this movie every move every bullet is like a firework you know there's like yeah. explosions going off everywhere yeah. and the, the guy gets they shoot something you know it's like cardboard boxes and the guy goes flying backwards like he got hit with a missile and you can see the wires still so that kind of made me laugh but but every bullet like sends off a shower of sparks. It's just this is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, when they're doing the standoff in the church and they start <laughs> shooting each other, it's just spark after spark after spark. And there was in that scene a lot of birds in the church. And I just feel like most churches try to keep most of the birds out. But maybe Listen, I don't know. I've been to a lot of I think zombie staple. I think it's one, it's a John Woo staple. And I think anybody who loves Prince knows anytime that you're in a church, yeah. you need to have doves. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. Like and, I and I think also on that, and in that part of the country during that time of year, um, it might actually be more prevalent than we think. Maybe not doves, um, yeah. but probably, you know, birds. Um, seagulls flying in there. Not seagulls. Um <laughs> Not seagulls, <laughs> but no, I love it. Like everybody, like oh the doves. Oh shut up! Like seriously, it's it is so, so much fun. It is so over the top, but it is so that's that's where it works. Like perfectly over the top. Like it's one of those things where it's like I know you can tell John Woo as he's making this is thinking. I know this is over the top. Mm -hmm. This is what I want, and I'm going to push it over the top and make it what it what I want it to be, and it but works. That's, that's well, the reason it works it. because they're committed to it. They turn the dial up to eleven, yeah. and they just embrace the craziness and go with it, and it absolutely works. Well, and what people have to understand as well is why John Woo, why it works so much, is that he's bringing a little bit of his culture to us in this mm -hmm. movie. Yes, he's making an American action film, um, and he specifically was trying to make an American action film. So there's a lot of things in there that you would think as a director, because he's made a lot of films for his own country, not right. a lot of American films. But you wouldn't even know. Like you could sometimes you can tell when somebody's trying to make an American movie. Like they hit all these tropes of things, right? Um, he did bring a lot of what he's used to in his culture into it, and it just works because it's mm -hmm. so much fun. And because the action is very different. If you notice, um, a lot of the fight scenes um are very close. Mm -hmm, Whereas yes. at the time before this film in action movies, they're trying to get the whole thing, right? They're trying to get the whole scene. You're getting every, this is very close range action and you're getting um, up and down levels. And then my favorite scene in the movie action wise is when the car comes up and it's <laughs> mid air and you've got the explosions and it's, it's beautiful. It is beautifully <laughs> shot. Like the coloring is great, and you just want that car to fly forever. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows how to make like a beauty shot in, you know, instead of things being so like, you know, stuff flying everywhere around it, it is just this beauty shot of this car and the explosions behind it. And now they make fun of shots like that in commercials all yeah. the time. You know right. what I mean? Well, and, and I think it brings up a good point. And I think the, the nitpicky kind of, movie going audience that we have nowadays where people want to pick stuff apart and be like that would never work and we did it a little bit i'm sorry i'm guilty of this at the beginning of this episode talking about the whole face-off surgery we, we all do it to an extent but i was doing it a little bit tongue-in-cheek because obviously this is this is over the top and and the thing is when you go to see a movie like this and you 
you shouldn't expect it to be realistic. You shouldn't be like, well, that car scene would never happen. That's not how that would look. Of course it wouldn't. This is an artistic interpretation of this story. And that we forget that movies are art. When I look at a painting, like for, for, and I'm, Please understand, I am not comparing this movie to a Vincent van Gogh painting. <laughs> when I look at a painting by Vincent van Gogh, I think that's beautiful. But is that what a starry night really looks like? But that's his interpretation of a starry right. night, right. right? And I think that this is a similar idea. Quality level, maybe not up there because, I mean, it's just a different. It just depends on your, it just depends on your taste. But, so but John yeah. is reading the script and he's saying, this is what I think it should look like. And this is my interpretation of it. I think that that's great. And yeah, no, it's not realistic, but it's not supposed to be. It's art. Art isn't well, necessarily it's set in an unrealistic is, time. Yeah, exactly. This is an artsy fartsy action film. <laughs> it really is. There are shots and scenes in this that are very artsy fartsy and yeah, and it's beautiful. I love and there's though, a it can't be that. I, I love how every single time, basically, somebody shoots a gun, they're jumping sideways. Like, yeah. there's so many shots of people jumping sideways and shooting guns. And, like, more times than not, they hit the, the mark. I'm like, that's some marksmanship. That's some talent. Yeah. I thought that actually helped. I don't know. I've never, you know, the one time I've gone target shooting, that's what <laughs> well, I you did. get I the momentum every time. Yeah, you get, get the momentum to help the bullet go a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the exact different from wanted. But, <laughs> it is, but it is so much more dramatic if they're jumping oh, totally sideways as they're shooting. Oh, as opposed to just standing there shooting. Is it my, more accurate? Obviously not. But again, it's an artistic choice. Can I, we I think talk my, about Alessandro um, Nivola? Uh, yeah, Nivola in this movie. Listen, this is one third year show, Val. We can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> Um, I forgot one that he was in this movie because, um, he just looks, he is just plays this like super like puny character. And as I'm watching, um, which I also think you should go and watch this movie if you have not. Um, but it's, uh, the Soprano movie, um, the many saints of Newark, which he is a main character in that movie and is like the exact opposite. Like I totally forgot these two people were the same people. And then I'm, as I'm watching this movie again, two days ago, I'm like, who is his brother? Because before, uh, you know, when I saw this movie all the times that I, and I've seen this movie a lot, I just thought mm-hmm. I always see that as, you know, Nicholas Cage's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a really great job. His, his, his character is kind of the silent, quiet brilliance of, you know, that as soon as his brother's dead, like he is taking over the world and he, like, he's going to snap. He's that crazy brother. That's so quiet, but he, it's, he's just waiting for his chance. But Alessandro Navola is an amazing actor. And I didn't put those two together until I finally watched it again a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He and Nicholas cage when they're in the prison, and it's it's Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. He's like, <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> well, and I think I think that's a sign of of a pretty decent actor when it takes you a minute when you see them in a film to realize who yeah. is that. Because there are some, and we're talking about one this month that when he's in a movie, you know immediately that it's yeah. Nicolas Cage. I mean, mm-hmm. when I saw even Into the Spider Verse. The minute Spider-Man Noir opens his mouth, 
Yeah. That's Nicolas Cage. And yeah. you just know. <laughs> and he, he knows that about himself. And that's yes. why he's cast in all of these movies is because, you know, you know, again, I'm going to go back to Christopher Walken, but there's only probably, you know, a dozen actors out there um, working right now that are specifically like this because mm -hmm. most actors don't want, they want to disappear in. Um, but these, you know, he specifically as an actor has cashed in a lot on, him being in a movie i mean he has played movies where he has totally disappeared um you know he's tried to be someone different but i right. really like the movies where you see a little bit of his crazy well that's one thing that i've always loved about well, he's making that movie. About. oh go ahead tracy oh i was just gonna say he's he's getting ready to make a movie where he's going to play a fictionalized character a characterization of himself yeah well, and that's he's, one he's thing playing that a, he's, he's playing a Nicolas Cage who gets in trouble with the mob and yeah. needs money to finance his movies. <laughs> and, so it'll be Nicolas Cage. No, this might actually be a true story. He may have at it one point be. in trouble. It with could the mob. be. But but what that's what I love about Nicolas Cage, and as we talk about some of these movies that we're going to talk about this month, is he has a hundred percent just leaned into being Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. He's like, This is who I am, and I'm just gonna embrace it. And I love that. I mean, you sh everybody should just realize this is who I am and I'm just going to embrace being Jake and just go for it. You know, mm -hmm. unless your name isn't Jake then you should go for whatever your name is. But, but like, I, I just really, really like that. And as we go through each of these different movies that we're going to talk about, this is our first one. We're also going to talk about national treasure <laughs> pig. And then we're going to, I think we should end the month with Con Air. I, yeah. Con Air, and it, it's great. really hard because he has so many great movies um, that we could have picked. Like The Rock is one of my yeah. favorite yeah. all-time, you know, Nicolas Cage movies. It's in, you know, the, my top five for sure. You know, he's done a few things that aren't great. Don't ever watch jujitsu. Just don't do it. You're going to think that you want to, but I'm yeah. telling you right now, don't even read the cast because the cast is going to make you second guess your guess. Um, but don't do it because you you don't want to. Um, um, the Ghost Rider is awful. The, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is not very good either. Yeah, it, it's it's we could have gone a very different direction with Nick. Yeah, Cage. <laughs> have picked like four movies that just were not great, and Ghost Rider would have made that list. Well, uh, I mean, here's the thing: he takes like a shotgun approach. He does like so many movies that it's like you know that one out of ten is going to stick, but when it does, it's going to be yeah. so memorable that you don't care. Well, and he has so many different types of movies because I love like this. It, these all came out within um, the same couple of years of each other, but you've got Gone in 60 Seconds, which I actually mm -hmm. really, really like that movie. Um, and a, a year before that, you had 8mm, which if you've oh, never yeah. seen 8mm, please watch it. But just note, it is a very R-rated movie. But there are some great, great moments in that. And Joaquin Phoenix is in that movie. And it has one of my favorite movie quotes of all time that I will never, ever say in front of Jake in my life. It will never happen <laughs> um, because I don't want to get that I'm really disappointed in you, um, daughter, like father. I you were better than that <laughs> Wow. <laughs> because it is a very inappropriate comment, but it is the one of the funniest movie quotes um, coming from any movie. And then he had City of Angels right before that. And yeah. right before that, you have Face Off. So in the same, like, you know, let's see, what is it? 1995 to 2000 
It is Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm, um, Bring Out the Dead, don't see that one, Gone in 60 Seconds, The Family Man, which is actually a pretty decent movie, yeah. and then you have mm -hmm. Wind Talkers in 2002, and then Adaptation in 2002. So it's just a lot of very, you can see the range um, of what he has to offer. So if you love horror films, you can find a couple of horror yeah. films with Nicolas Cage. If you like rom-coms, he's got Honeymoon in Vegas, you know, mm -hmm. and Con Air. Con Air is kind of a rom-com action film. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a whole bunch of really good action films. You've got animated films. I forgot he was in G-Force, um, you know, and then you have The Crudes, but, and then Into the Spider-Verse. He's got everything and, and then if you want to see a lot of really awful b movies you there's like 20 of them oh the, oh, yeah. the, new, sure. the ghosts what, what's the one the one in ghost land where he's got to save the president's daughter and he's got like grenades yes. strapped to his crotch you know? <laughs> but the thing is he's like worked not only in different genres he's worked with so many different directors I yeah. mean, he's worked yeah. with everybody from michael bay to martin scorsese it's crazy well, in 2022, let's see, 2021 and 2022, he has wrapped one, two, three, four. He's wrapped and or started six films. Yeah. The um, guy doesn't stop. Yeah. And I know he's got to pay some bills off. Um, yeah. And he is he has said that publicly that, you know, look, I've got to say pretty much yes to everything, which has really helped a lot of filmmakers that couldn't normally get someone <laughs> like Nicholas Cage yeah. get them. Now, he should, should have said no to some of these movies like, again, jujitsu. Don't I just want my $17 <laughs> back. I want it back. I want I didn't finish it. You guys know I usually am like mm -hmm. I commit to it. I finish it. I can't do it. And now I own it. It's sitting there on my DVR and I look at it all the time and I just say, why? Why, Dave? It's this a, is the worst thing you've ever had me do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we need to give this one a grade. Uh, face off. Um, so, Gracie, let's let's start with you. We'll go to Val, and then we'll wrap up. So this this movie is pure '90s cheese, and it's a guilty pleasure. This is like when you've had a long day and you come home and you just want to crave, like you just want a big plate of nachos. And it's like 1130 yeah. at night and you're like, I should not have this, but I want it and I'm going to have it and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Um, everything on this movie is so over the top. The gold plated guns. Um, <laughs> I want those guns. Who doesn't my want those favorite, guns? And my favorite shot is when he gets out of the car on the tarmac of the airport and the yes. <laughs> why don't why do you think i love those kind of coats His that overcoat, right there pillows. yeah 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 and uh it's, overcoat, it's a cape i mean really at that point it's just <laughs> <laughs> but um i you know i love i love and jake i was thinking of you last night because i was looking on the computer monitor when they're talking about how they, they make sure that they say they have different blood types yeah. You know, there's AB and then there's O, which one is the universal donor, Sean Archer, and the other one is the one that can receive any type of blood, and that's Caster Troy. So, see, there's deep levels in this movie. But I noticed Caster Troy has a high A1C, and I thought, there you go. He's he's diabetic. So, you know. So... <laughs> He must be homicidal because he's diabetic. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. We're trying. I what, thought this that is was actually, an interesting This month note. is actually an intervention. It's not about Nicolas Cage at all. Right. It's As about the fact knew, that we think at some point, Jake. 
Yeah. As, as somebody who's pre-diabetic, I'm very concerned about A1C right now. And so I noticed that last night and I was yeah, like, well, is, okay. This is good that we're tying this in. It is Diabetes Awareness Month in November. See? So Again, it works on so many levels. It does, this this movie. movie does. It's, it's like an <laughs> onion, just levels <laughs> and layers. <laughs> but it is, it's just so much fun. It's such a guilty pleasure. It makes me, I like, I laugh out loud while watching this movie, but I feel like I'm in on the joke. I'm not laughing at this movie. I'm laughing with this movie. Um, I'm going to give it an A as far as Nick Cage goes. Um, it's just, it's a great John Woo film. It's a great action film. It's a great comedy. It's uh, it's just over the top wonderfulness. I'm, I'm going solid A on this one. Wow. All I right, wasn't so. going to because I feel like I may like get a little bit shamed if I give it an A, but I think you know I'm going to pull out an A as well because, do you know, well, it has all the things that I love about an action film mm-hmm. and I, and when I watch other action films, so take the movie, like the story out of it, right? And, and just watch the action and the cinematography of this film. And after I had watched this at 17 years old and and really known more about this film, every other film, action film after it for at least five to seven years, I compared, you know, to this again, take the story out and just do the cinematography and the action. Um, I also can't not mention the fact that Joan Allen and Gina Gershon yeah. um, or Gina Gershon is uh, their characters in the, in these films were very much leading us into the year 2000s on how they got to command these characters um, because yes, Gina Gershon, they could have gone totally nineties girlfriend mm-hmm. without very much clothes that Gina had usually done. Right. And they gave her more substance than that in this film. And they didn't have to, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they really, mm-hmm. and, and she could have just been the damsel and she could have been Gina, Gina plays the sex pot. Let's just right, like, that's right. what she played. Um, but they gave her more than that in this film. And I loved that at that age, cause I was 17 at the time that I saw two women and cause Joan Allen is a very quiet, Great. she's a very quiet, um, but commanding character in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw these two women at a very, um, specific point in my life and going into filmmaking and loving it and heading, you know, being at film school um, where there was maybe, I don't know, 10 females in all of my classes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm 17 Mm -hmm. braces from Utah, like out there, you know, watching this film and seeing this. And I just thought I was so impressed by what they did with the females in this movie. Not even that, like the police uh, woman mm-hmm. that was in the detective that was in this film as well. So um, I thought that was really great. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it an A like Tracy did. I'm not going to be shamed by my Nicolas Cage, but Dude. I have watched, I usually say, okay, it has to be entertaining to yep. get an A. Yep. It has to have certain qualities that I would compare to other films. And then will I watch this movie again? I have seen this movie way more times than times. I would ever admit Yep. Um, it, when I go, you know, to like a meeting with my, um, film, film critic, critic association, like in a couple, <laughs> in three weeks, we have to go vote. I don't know that I would admit that to them because, you know, they'd just be like, whatever Val, um, Get out. Get out. <laughs> but, but I have seen this movie so many times, so many. Now I feel like the pressure is on me. Are no, we, are no, we no, 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 no. Are we going with the triple No, you don't have to. I was going to be an A minus B plus, but I'm just yeah, going to go with the regular A. I think for me, it's still, 
a B plus and I, and I hate to, to bring it down, but I, I do think that it's good. B plus is not a bad grade. No, I think no. it's fun. I think Tracy, when you say it's like nineties cheese, when I think of that, I'm thinking like the easy cheese that you would like spray out on uh-huh. cracker. Yep. And that's yep. the kind of cheese that this it's is. The, it says it's, it's the made with cheese, but it's I the seven eleven nacho cheese. Yeah. It, but, but it's, it embraces that and it totally works. And they say, we're going to have fun with this. And they do. Um, for me, I just don't know that it's an A level as far as I don't know that it's one that I would watch over and over again. Um, but it is definitely one that if you want to get a feel for what movies in the 90s were like and really good action movies of the <laughs> 90s, this is a great one to watch. I mean, it's up there. I would put it up there in the same category as like Independence Day, where if you want a good feel for what an action movie in the 90s was, <laughs> Independence Day is kind of what I go to, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this goes right up there with that. Um, Nicolas Cage is so entertaining. Um, and John Travolta is at the peak of his career, his second career in this one. So Nick, yeah. Nicholas Cage eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for me, it's a B plus, which is a, still a solid grade. If you haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. He does it. that face like he does. he does. Yeah. Because it's John Travolta's Sean Archer realizing he's got to play caster Troy. So he's got to crank up the crazy. Yeah. So, but, but go see this if you haven't. Um, and, uh, next week we're going to be back with another Nicolas Cage movie. I think we're going to do national treasure next week. And then week of Thanksgiving, we'll do a pig. I just feel like that's fitting somehow. I don't know. You haven't seen the movie yet. Have you? Not yet. So (laughs) yeah. I mean, you're going to regret saying that after you see the movie, but pig is a really good movie. So I look forward to that. Um, I do also want to say that I accidentally made our show the sponsor of my wedding. Yeah, because we saw when I set up, <laughs> when I set this up, our little logo up there, it's so tiny. Yeah. And I was thinking about so many other things. And then after I watched it, I was like, well, I mean, that's it makes sense. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I changed that. everything else. I saw that. I was like, well, I'm not going to ask her about it on her wedding day. I'm just going to go. Right. Like, I'm, this point, so I'm sorry. Up. If you Why didn't not? want to be the sponsor up. to my weird wedding, um, I'm sorry, but we were, we were sponsors of my weird Why wedding. Why would we <laughs> not want to be the sponsor to that wedding? We want to sponsor Dave's suit. Uh, yeah. You want to hey. sponsor Dave's suit? Okay. You can be the official sponsors of we'll Dave's suit. There was so much that. to enjoy. In that. So if you guys haven't seen Val's wedding, go back to our YouTube channel. It's there. It was a live stream on our channel. Oh, it's on my YouTube channel. So. Yeah. Is it on ours too? Because I only put it to mine. It should be. Oh, I don't I, know. We can we can put it on both. Um, I'm not sure where, but yeah, yeah. check it out on Val's YouTube. <laughs> it was great. It was an experience. It was fun. And real quick before we go, I want to thank Val and Jake for letting movies that make us put together and a fantastic night um, last last week, a week ago or so. Um, over at the Midway, we raised money for the American Cancer Society. We raised over six hundred dollars. Awesome. We had trivia, we had raffle prizes, we had karaoke. Um, we just had a lot of fun, and so that was really special to me. I'm fully funded now for the commitment, so thank you. You guys put me over the top. Thanks for the, the mm-hmm. fans of the show that came out, and uh, it was it was a great time. Fun, fun. And they liked us so much that they might have us host the movies that make us movie trivia um, starting January 1st. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but you yeah. might be able to do it. Bye, babe. Love you. Uh, okay. Bye, right. babe. Lots of fun stuff. <laughs> love you, Dave. They both love you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
He didn't sound convincing, Jake. Did you feel the love there? <laughs> he was halfway no. out the door. <laughs> yeah, he was on his way somewhere. He's going to work. Baby steps. We'll get him there. It's fine. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. No, he loves hey, you guys. Uh, and that was the one thing I like. I missed you guys um, being there. But um, but after I saw the logo, I was like, okay, well, it was kind of like they were, were there. They yeah, were here. We, I think we both watched it. I know I watched it. Yeah. Yep. I, I, the, the flower humans were great. <laughs> and I didn't get to see any of that until after. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you weren't, you weren't there at the time. But I, I Sammy really, and I Dave's was, um, handshake that they did. Yes. That was also classic. The whole handshake that they had worked out. Um, but his suit just did not disappoint in any nope. way. It was nope. really great. So Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Be back next week to, for more Nick Cage goodness. I mean, there's just so much and we're just sharing it all in this time of abundance and Thanksgiving. Thank you everybody. Have a great week and we won't see you at the movies. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs>